Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome back to the Leeds Eats Leeds podcast. That's right, this is not a test. We are finally back. Uh, my name's Joe Mewis and I'm joined here by Baron Cross. Baron, how are you doing? I'm very well, Joe. It's, uh, it's been a long old wait and uh, we obviously send our apologies to all the people that have, have actually sent messages that have been, been sort of caring enough to ask where the podcast is and, and when it's going to come back. But uh, as I said to a few people, I've become a father. That's right. We've had some annual leaves to cram at the end of the year <laughs> and we've had a lot of football matches to cover. So um, we haven't quite found the time for it. But um, That's it. We wanted to do it properly for you. So... Um... We want to do it when we're both here, both talking to you, but we're back now. Uh, top of our news resolutions list is to be doing this every week. We are so, very keen to, yes. we, we need to make an effort and knuckle down on it. So yeah, well, you will be hearing from us plenty in 2019, and uh, plen- hopefully there'll be plenty of good stuff to talk about. Um, I think the first place to start, really, is have a little look back at the festive period. Yeah. We're recording this, what are we are now, on the third, aren't January we? January the third, So yeah. we've just about got our head around the festive period. <laughs> I think you always count the FA Cup in that sort of bit. Uh, that's coming up, but... We've had a pretty crazy uh, couple of weeks, haven't we, Baron? It's, it's been extraordinary, yes. I mean, um, I, I missed the, the Villa and the Blackburn games. Uh, much to my dismay, I saw uh, some of the heroics going on there, both in the press box and on the pitch. That's um, right. Quite, quite a frantic time for journalists, isn't it? In those, those, those last-minute goals, whilst they bring sheer joy and drama and entertainment, it's, it's a hell of a job for us to turn it around, isn't it? It's absolutely crazy, yeah. And um, just sort of let you in behind the scenes on how we work here at Leeds Live. We've um, so we both got a bit of time off with our young families. We um, we were sort of alternating games, as it were. So I got the first two. I got Villa and Blackburn. And as Baron said, um, you know, uh, when you're watching as a fan, there's nothing better than the last minute equaliser winner. That's that's one of the reasons we all love football. But as a journalist, there it's a whole different kettle of fish, really, because. You sat there putting the finishing touches to, to your match report, your yeah. play ratings, doing your blog, whatever it is, like we do, and then all hell breaks loose. So, um, yeah, the, the Villa game, um, that wasn't so bad because, obviously, yeah, Baron, you weren't there. You've, you've seen plenty of the game, haven't yes, you? Yes, I have, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, Leeds didn't play bad, bad that game. They were 2-0 down, mm. but Aston Villa were being very clinical. Yeah. So a comeback there wasn't the most ludicrous thing in the world. You know, mm. at half-time, we were certainly talking amongst ourselves, a couple of us in the press box, saying... This isn't a lost cause, really. Yeah, I, I don't it think it was still 2-0 wasn't it? It was still two 0 Yeah, they, they um, Villa scored the first uh, two goals in the first twenty minutes. I had sort of kept an eye on. This. I wasn't watching the game, but I'd, I'd seen the score. Yeah. and I saw how early it was two 0 I was thinking, oh, that's man. it. But but Leeds West Brom all over again. Yeah, they they weren't giving a bad account of themselves no. though, and um, obviously Jack Clark comes on as he does oh. at half time, generally speaking. And as soon as he got that goal, um, I think most fans thought we're getting something from this yeah, game. It's, on, it's yeah. at the very least a draw. Obviously, Pontus Janssen heads in five minutes later. <clears throat> Bit of a wait for the winner. Um, Leeds certainly kept us waiting. Mm. I wonder if um, most f- fans may have given up by then. But uh, but bang, Kamal Roof, up he comes. Oh, it's just amazing. Um, just thinking about that footage. The, the, the away goal. fans, where the press box is at Villa Park, we sort of um, sat opposite the away fans. It's okay. quite quite near the end of the goal. Um, I'm sure you'd have all seen the pictures of the celebrations. Obviously, you're watching yeah. on Sky. All the, all the Leeds players running over to that <coughs> corner. Well, not quite the corner, it's the very end of yes, one of the main stands, yes, yeah, yeah. which is where they sit. And that's when we were opposite there, and it's just, it, it went off. And, you know, it, it was brilliant scenes. Yeah, um, amazing. We've all seen it back. Um, and it left everyone feeling brilliant for Christmas, you know. Um, coming back at a place like Villa Park, they were in really good form then. 
Um, and then they only went and did it again on Boxing Day, oh. but better. Um, oh. I think was was my, it better then, would you say? Well, I think in my in my Facebook Live, straight after the game, I sort of said this was, you know, the Godfather part two. To, yeah, to the that's Godfather. right. Yeah, I did look um, that on the frame. <laughs> because it was all very similar circumstances, but, but just a bit better, you know. Um, it's just slightly more dramatic. more goals in. Yeah, exactly. You know, let's not forget this game was... Um, one all in the 90th minute. Extraordinary. <laughs> and it looked like Leeds were dropping their first points since since the West Brom game. Uh, one yeah. all in the 90th minute. Um, Leeds concede. Calvin Phillips gave away a free kick on the edge mm. of the box. Um, I mean, we've all seen this. Won't go into it too much. But then Charlie Mulgrew, bang, two one to Blackburn. Uh, and then in injury time, Leeds scored not one but two goals to to level and then win the game. Was um, the real de- dejection after the Mulgrew goal? Did uh, I suppose common sense would dictate that's it? We've lost the match in the last minute. There, that's that's, it was that's late. a bitter I mean, pill to swallow. There was no dejection among the players. You know, they they got straight among, back among the press it. box. So did you guys all feel all? Oh, there, there was then. a few a few groans, yeah, but exactly. it, it all just seemed to happen so quickly. It was the same it before. Was just a big blur. It, it's it's a blur. You know, everyone's. I mean, there was three rewrites we had to do, yes, yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. It was going from a draw to a Blackburn win to another draw to a Leeds win. <laughs> so if you like, four different rewrites, in effect. Oh, yeah, I mean, you did, I think you forget that, yeah, you forget the second Blackburn goal was late enough as it is. Absolutely, that was, that was in stoppage like say, time. He's, got, he's yeah. gone draw, loss, <laughs> yeah. draw, win. The pendulum was just swinging. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, madly. Um, and then that was that was jubilation. It was oh. the, the thing. I mean, I think that game's been sort of dissected, but the noise that you guys the noise have talked about, and the fact that the, the the mood afterwards. You know, everyone was right. Leeds going up. This is our yeah. year. We've yeah, done yeah, this yeah. twice in a row. Uh, how how can this not be, be our year? It's, it's meant to be. To be. Um, and certainly, by the time we arrived um, at the road for the next game, Hull, which was only two days later, wasn't it? It was on the twenty three days. Three days later. Yeah. yeah. Um, certainly, among among fans who were there early in the press box, you yeah, know, the people not, working the staff at Ellen Roads. A real, a real feeling of, you know, you, you, these are the wins you get when you yeah. get promoted. This is how it looks. Going uh, back into that, to that whole game, that was my kind of my, my first game back over Christmas. So mm-hmm. I'd um, I'd done the Bolton away game and then missed Villa and Blackburn and. So the whole game was kind of my first sort of uh, taste, if you like, of, of, of how everybody had been reacting to those two games. Mm-hmm. And by this point, everybody had done to death the stats over Christmas, you know, being top of Christmas exactly. and what it means. And then you couple that in with the, t- the nature of the two wins, and you think, oh wow. This is happening, and yeah. just the general hubbub. And I mean, clearly in our in our writing and publicly, um, uh, the journalists and the media sort of press pack all will, will always remain professional, and, and we'll, we'll never say Leeds are going to win promotion. Leeds mm. have won promotion. You know, it's it's not yeah. it's never a dumb thing. You know, you have to remain professional and keep things balanced. And but in the general sort of trend of conversation, the, the general hubbub around the press room was. This this is happening. Like yeah, it, this, that's right. we need to start looking at how how this club is going to operate in the Premier League. You know, yeah. what what sort of food are we going to get in, <laughs> in, in the Premier League? You know, just yeah. just little sort of throwaway comments like that, and it, it was just it was just general confidence. And I think just I, mean, I think everybody was well aware of the form that Hull were in. But I think you know you look mm. Ellen Road, Leeds are in great form. Leeds are top of the table. Leeds are top of the form table. You know, won seven on the bounce at that point. You were told me you know it was a it was a record. Is it sixty three the last time they'd won? Um, well, we've, everyone was looking at the records as well out to the 30s when they won eight. 30s, so, which, if they'd, uh, so they'd have broken a, if they'd a record been of been the Hull, they'd have matched, matched that from 1931-32 season, which and then, is bonkers. And then Hull do a job on us. Yeah, and and they were good for it as well. Yeah, there, um, was, there was no real complaints with the, yeah, the scoreline. That, that's it, that's it. Um, Leeds were starting to look leggy. You, mm-hmm. When you have two, I mean, two late wins, they take so much out Huge of you. Effort, you know, the, yeah. the adrenaline afterwards as well. Yeah. You know, and there's such short recovery times over Christmas. Exactly. It's not just physical, it's emotional, isn't it? It's oh, emotional completely. fatigue. Yeah, completely. You know, with the, the scenes we saw there, 
and I think Hull did a good job on us. Nigel Atkins, he's you know pretty shrewd, knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, you, you saw you know the forwards really pressing, didn't you? The fullbacks and everything when Leeds were having goal kicks, mm. uh, and I, th- I think there wasn't too many complaints. You know, you don't. There's you know to the reason people have the saying you can't win them all. You know, in, yeah, in this division, you you can't win every game. It's, it's a, it's a, it's there's a no gimmies division. I mean, and that was the day I believe without without checking, and uh, that was the day that Norwich lost. To, yeah, to Derby, to wasn't Derby, it? last minute. Uh, which, yeah. which was, I mean, we were in the um, uh, in um, Howard's uh, doing mm. the um, doing the post-match press conference and waiting for Bielsa, and um, we, we were keeping an eye on the um, on the score updates. And all of a sudden, we checked and saw that Derby were four three up at mm. Norwich, and, and they they had been three two down. I mean, Derby had done a Norwich at Norwich. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that just summed up how ridiculous this division is. Mm, and completely. You know, for Leeds to have at that stage dropped three points and still be top, we were quite pleased with. And, yeah. then, and then going into into Forest, it was um, there was even more reasons to be to be cheerful post match, I suppose. Yeah, again, um, we had Norwich drop points, West Brom as well, didn't we? Sheffield mm. um, United were the only team to win, I think, in the top six. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Forest is another game that, we, that we've all looked at and everything, but it's yeah interesting to take the sort of results in the context of everything. Just looking at the form table over Christmas, um, obviously Leeds have got the two L's there, the last two games. Mm. Um, but I mean, not many teams around the top are really standing out as um, you know looking. Sheffield United, United looking a bit. Sheffield United have won three on the bounce. They're sort of the best placed. Um, West Brom similar to Leeds, except they've had a draw and a loss. Where Leeds have had two losses. Mm. Middlesbrough very spotty. Derby County one win in five. Forest that was their first win in five. Only really Hull have, uh, have won the festive period. Really, I think. <laughs> Leeds, I mean, Leeds could have taken something from Forest as well. I mean, yeah. like you say, we've talked about it now. I thought I was going to get my own little little Christmas comeback That's there. Exactly. I mean, when yeah. Alioski scored, I mean, it was. Yeah. You, you have to just pinch yourself and remind yourself you're there to do a job. You know, you have to yeah. sort of type things, and you can't just sit there and just just soak up the the atmosphere. It was it was just amazing though to go two and up with ten men. Yeah. And of course, as it, as it turns out, I think they just ran out of legs in the end. I think the the the, the extra man for Forest told in the end, and, and they were mm. ran ragged on the counter by Forest, and um, it was quick fire goals. And I think it was uh, three and seven minutes. I think for Forest, I mean that yeah. that was frantic on the live blog. I mean, yeah, they yeah. to keep up with that. It's like the West Brom defeat. There was two really quick goals. Yeah, in and it just, and it just, it just. I think, I think the equaliser for Forest. There was still a feeling that Leeds might might have done something, but I think at three two, it really did feel as though yeah, that was an uphill battle. And a four two, of course, just it was a. Yeah. It wrote wrote the game off really for, for United, but you know to still be two points clear at the time and drop six. I know you could say they could be eight points clear, but you know they're, they're still two points clear, and you hope that's the mini blip. We that's all, we, it, that's yeah. what we always hope, don't we? We hoped Hull was just going to be the blip. It's now, it's now two defeats on the bounce. Two defeats on the bounce, but it, as I was saying before, you, you, you don't win every game in this division. No. You know, I, don't, I don't know if winning seven in a row, you, you get a bit of complacent, the fans perhaps, and you think, oh yeah, we're, we're going to walk this, but no one ever walks the championship, or very very rarely. You know, you'll, you'll get the odd team, Reading, in a few years back, you yeah. know, they got the 100-point season yeah, and yeah. all that. They are very much the exceptions to the rule, you know. Um, obviously, as well, Wolves won it by nine last, last year, mm. but if there's not one outstanding team that's been sort of financially backed to whatever or come down with a really the bulk of a Premier League yes. squad that are all being yeah. kept together 
it's it's such a slog. It always swings, doesn't it? Yeah, it always does. I remember when um, uh, when, when the season before uh, Brighton finally got up, um, when Newcastle had come down, and Brighton and Newcastle Mm. were just duking it out all season. And and Newcastle had that, like you say, Joe, that Premier Mm. League squad effectively. Mm. And even they, you know, were considered by many to be the best team the championships ever seen. And even they couldn't get it done until the final day. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this is going to go right to the wire, isn't it? I think this is we're going to be it's going to be Ipswich on May the uh, May the fifth, isn't it? Is when (laughs) when we'll know what's going to happen in this division. Um, I mean, so in terms of the next, what we've got coming up, um, it's QPR and the Cup next. So we've got a little bit of break from the Championship. It feels like a breather, which isn't it? I think is needed. It feels certainly like for a Leeds, isn't it? Like they, they did look leggy against Hull, didn't they? Um, yeah, they did. And, and Forest as well. No, right. It's Forest, but, but ironically, they played with ten, men, play with ten for, men for the majority of the game. For more so, than a half, so yeah, and and again, we've seen minimal changes from Bielsa during this yeah. run. Yeah, um, surprised a few people. Um, Jack Harrison's position was certainly, you know, mm. up in the air for a lot. He's well, been up and down though. I was going to say, to... should we, should we talk yeah. about Harrison? I mean, what, what is it going to do for his morale? I mean, I don't, I don't care what the project is. I don't care sort of how much passion the players have for Bielsa, and I don't care about the fact that they're top of the table. But Jack Harrison is, is clearly a very proud man. Mm. He's being started in these games, which clearly is a confidence booster for him. Yeah, but he's been hooked at half time three times out of the last four matches. I mean, what what is that doing for his morale? Strange one, isn't it? But it's then just he's a statement th- saying you're not good enough. But then he's picking him the next week, isn't he? Just... So it's. It's a strange one. Um, you know, is it purely just because Bielsa wants to continue using Jack Clark as this, this impact player yeah. at half time and, and he's the man? Um, he's got this plan for Clark, hasn't he? You know, he, he talks about this yeah, plan for Clark. We can, all, we can all see it now. We've talked about it off mic, Joe, many a times that mm. Jack Clark has always impressed us for the 23s and there's always been that caveat. Yeah. It's 23s yeah. football, you know, yeah, it's a big yeah. step up. And it is remarkable how he's made that step. I mean, he's had a few tentative substitute appearances. Yeah. Um, and then, like you say, at Villa, you know, he got the goal. Yeah. He's got the goal. I mean, the goal at Forest. I mean, surely most of you have seen it by now. But the composure. You know, he had all the time in the world. The, the entire away end facing him. Yeah, yeah. And, and this, this such this a pivotal huge point in the game as well. And he just has yeah. the composure just to dink it underneath Pantillamon. Exactly. Fantastic. Yeah. And he, so, nearly, he nearly got another view, didn't he, in the top corner there? It was. Um... What I liked about it, I think it might have been one of the press conferences you did. Um, he talked about Jack Clark. It may have been the Blackburn or the Villa game, and he said he he, he thinks it would be uh, damaging to Clark to exaggerate his abilities mm. you know, to, to, to very, beyond very what they really are. That. You know, he's yeah. he's whilst we're all going one way, saying like, it's the next yeah James Milner <laughs> or Fabian Duff, you know, the next the next one off the off the, the next. line that's going to be a huge star. He's saying, look, if you guys start saying this about him, it's going to be damaging. <laughs> you know. It's going to be too much for him. You know, you, you have it. to manage his expectations and don't put all the weight of the world on this guy's shoulders. So maybe that's maybe that's his logic. It is, and, and you've got to trust him. The players that Bielsa's yeah. bought bought through. Um, he did also say that he's contributed a lot more than he thought he would do this season. Yes, he did. Yeah, he uh, that was another line. Obviously, we know Bielsa's come in before, and he's watched every single minute of football yeah. that every <laughs> single one of these players has played for the last last year at least. So Since they were born, he'll, he'll have known all about him. He'll have, he'll have seen plenty plenty of him. Um, but he's, he's he's surprised Bielsa how how well he has mm. done this year. So. I think um, be interesting, very interesting to see if he gets the nod against QPR, um, because this is certainly a game that a lot of people want to see some changes, yeah. and and it would make sense to make changes given how tight everyone looks. But yeah, I mean, we thought we'd see a couple of changes for the Forest <laughs> game. Certainly, he hinted at it in the press conference um, from from the previous game. It looks, didn't it he? looks but, set up for Clark, doesn't it? In, in, in yeah. a fairly more relaxed environment at QPR, we can have a full ninety minutes against the Championship side, and we'll see how he goes. But you know, yeah. no Bielsa, you know. 
he might just go one or two changes and go, go full well, strength again. It, yeah, yeah. But because um, the only, I mean, the only cup competition he's played is the Carabao, which, as we all know, is not held in the same yeah. esteem as, as, as the FA Cup. So even that, we can't read too much into the changes he made for for those cup games at the start um, of the season. I mean, it's something we'll ask him tomorrow. It's, um, yeah. I say, we, we, we talked to you on the third. It's Bielsa's press conference tomorrow. Yes. You know what? What does he make of the FA Cup? Mm. You know, we know he's he's, he's an absolute ma- scholar of the game, isn't he? He, he knows his stuff, loves tradition, so. Perhaps you know disrespecting the FA Cup just won't be on his agenda at all. Should we run through our 11s pre-team news? Um, I mean, just just roughly, what what would you do? What do you think? Um, I, I would make Buffer. changes. Um, possibly, yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. Bailey's not going to be too tired, but is it a case of just just testing her out before they finally make that January move for a goalkeeper? It, it could be. Um, the only thing you don't want to do is sort of impact on Bailey's confidence too much. Mm. Perhaps you know he has been criticised a lot, hasn't he, in the, in the last few he games? Has quite, yeah, I was quite surprised. Um, really. I mean, I, I've always thought Bailey's done okay this season generally, but he has. He's definitely one of those in that sort of group of two or three that every so often fans yeah. will dig out. And I say that's the weak link. Every defeat, fans do look for a scapegoat. Mm. You know, it's, it's a natural thing to do for fans. Um, yeah, you want someone to blame. And when you're shipping in this many goals, people are going to look towards the goalkeeper. Um, there's a lot you can be said about that. You know, the yeah, style of play. Sco- that should um, be that's twelve goals in four matches over the festival, yeah. which which has been sort of overshadowed by the obviously the comebacks. But yeah, that is a lot of goals for, for a championship title contender to be conceding. But I mean, there's a lot going on, isn't there? There's there's so many injuries at the back there. Yeah, you know, there, there is. We've spoken players before about this. It's players' opposition, but we've talk, talked about this um, sort of uh, the risks leads taking possession mm-hmm. at the back. Mm-hmm. You know, their, their style of play. Then they're, they're not. They they take these risks when the way they play it out. You are going to get goals against them. You, mm. you look at uh, the Calvin Phillips goal, uh, the Jared first Bowen. one at Hull. Yes. So he's in the box. He's in his own five, six-yard box, it to and he, he's still looking to pass it out. You know, yeah. like like Beckenbauer would or something. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, he's, he's got these players playing in front of him. We're out mm. of position. Um, so you keep Bailey in then for for QPR. I think I would. Like I say, I don't, I don't think he should be too tired yet. Mm. Um, Ailing stays in. Do you think to keep his because he's obviously still coming up. He should still, still be relatively fitness, fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Put Shackleton in. I think I'd definitely bring Shackleton in. I think you could play him at right back. Perhaps you put Ailing into the middle with Halme. With Halme, yeah, yeah. Give Pontus the day off. I think. Give Leaf Davis a run out. Yeah, give, take, give Leaf Douglas, Davis. I think did, Douglas may need a rest. I think he is. He do, yeah, jaded. I mean, his comments, um, post-match comments, yeah. say as much, don't they? He, yeah. he held his hands up after that one and admitted that he, he's not playing to his standard. So Whereas, as Pierce is injured. You're looking at Davis. Aren't yeah, and you? Dave Davis was decent at, at Villa. Was he? Yeah, he, um, obviously he didn't get too much notice. Um, Barry Douglas, he was wasn't feeling well that morning and he he did go out for the warm-up knowing this might be a possibility so I think Davis did have longer than the sort of five Mm. minutes to to get his head round it he probably Mm. knew there was a chance he could be playing from that morning yeah but yeah he um he did well you know he didn't look overawed didn't he was put some good tackles in there he's very good getting forward which is what you want so I think the perfect sort of game see a bit more from Davis Baker comes in surely I think I think Baker just to keep him ticking over yeah yeah exactly small squad Hopefully, again, another player that could do with a big game and a bit of confidence. Who else um, comes in in midfield for you? Or do you think maybe Gotts comes in at right back and you put Shackleton in the middle? Because yeah. Gotts is somebody else who is flashing around the periphery. That's it, yeah. He's obviously, um, that's, that's Robbie Gotts from the academy who's been um, on the bench a couple of times now. He's been really good for the 23s, hasn't he? And mm. We've both been impressed by him. Yeah, Terrier, absolute Terrier. Really terrier. gets around the pitch, puts his tackles in, very committed. Plays right back and is filled in at central mid. Um, Another one of these versatile lads yeah, coming through the academy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all right. Then. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have Gotts then and Shackleton in the middle. Shackleton with Baker. See and what you can you need, do in the middle. You need another centre mid to play a 4-1-4-1. 
Yeah, so... Does, I mean, so you've got, what, fourth Shaw, Klitsch and Hernandez, but you, you feel as if all three of them need a rest. I think, yeah, Hernandez is top of the list to, to rest yeah, and wrap in cotton wool when, when you to have to. Um, Klitsch has played almost every single game this year, I think so. At least every league game. Yeah. Um, for sure, obviously, he had that layoff at the start of the season mm-hmm. and then he took a while to get back You'd in the team. You'd argue he's the freshest. He's but, the freshest. But, but again, in the short term, he looks, he's starting to look a he bit He does look a bit goose, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, but, but then, I mean, there's the risk Bielsa doesn't want to, I suppose, disre- in his yeah. what, well, you know the way he, he thinks. He doesn't want exactly. to disrespect the competition yeah. and sort of take all the first team out. So maybe one of those three does stay in. Yeah, I, I mean... The logical one would be for sure yeah, for, for me, based I on think. minutes over the season. Yeah, that's it, and it might be good. You know, he, uh, he obviously made a couple of mistakes in the last game. It would be good mm. for him to sort of put that to bed, perhaps. You know, in a game that's, that's not as high stakes. And then out wide looks probably, would you say, easiest places to, to rotate? Obviously, Quite possibly Clark, Clark, Clark we've spoken about. In. Yeah, time to give um, him a start. And Tyler. Then you're looking at you've got Harrison, Alios, and Tyler Roberts. Yeah, um, Roberts may get used up front. Though. I was going to say I'd like to see Tyler Roberts in there somewhere. Um, yeah. I think there's a reasonable chance we will. Yeah. Um, whether it's you play him out wide or you, or you give him the nod up top. It's much depends on Bamford, really. I mean, we'll hear about mm. Bamford tomorrow because yeah. if, if Bamford's ready, then obviously he goes up top and you play Roberts out wide. Yeah, last update we got on him was that he'd be fit. Um, it seems to be like early a, almost January. like a game by game thing, didn't it? With Bamford, it does yeah, Bielsa's yeah. sort of playing it by ear. Um, but I'd say if Bamford's ready for a start, that'd be a good chance to chuck him in, Definitely. and you can put. Put Roberts out there. Uh, so we've got the, the makings of an eleven there with, yeah. with several changes. Yeah, at the very so that's, least. that's quite a lot of changes, um, which isn't a very Bielsa thing to but do. It's, but, it's, but, but there's a small squad there. I mean, yeah. if, if, you're gonna, if you're gonna change them, you know, you, you, you're gonna have to make six. And there's obviously changes. been no under twenty three games um, over the last few weeks. They the league shuts down for sort of really Christmas there. There's a few so, young lads there itching for minutes. Yeah, and we know Bielsa likes to keep them fresh. So that's perhaps really this is point. the game where we do see him make changes. Okay. Also, worth worth remembering the the FA Cup games on the Sunday. And the next game's on the Friday, Friday as well. So which puts even more onus on yeah, so the big guns. The squad's going to be down in London. They're obviously not going to get back to Yorkshire yeah. till late Sunday night. Yeah. And you've only got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to prepare for another really big game. Friday night, Derby County. And who knows? I mean, he might spring a surprise and, and, and Cooper or Dallas might suddenly be, be ready. Yeah. And then that's your left-back yeah, situation sorted. You put Dallas in that left-back maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then... Even if Cooper was fit, I wouldn't risk him against QPR. No. He is a save for Derby, I would think. I think so, if, even yeah. if he's ready. Uh, I mean, he's been out for five weeks, hasn't he? It was December the 1st, the Sheffield United, United yeah. game. So, hopefully his fitness shouldn't be too bad. Mm. Um, of course, yeah, we've got the under-23s back on Monday, don't we? So, um, yeah, of course we so well, it's, it's perhaps so these players. <laughs> So you know, maybe that's for more like likes of Sam Bowlby. Maybe, yeah, that, maybe that's going to be the, exactly, yeah. the really young twenty. See if Tom perhaps. Pierce is getting fit again. Pierce, Ryan Edmondson, yeah. those who've been missing recently. Yeah. So, oh yeah, there's plenty of options. Bielsa's got there. Um, we'll know more tomorrow, which isn't very helpful for you on this pod, listening to this podcast, as you may well know think, by I the time you listen. Good, but I reckon we've got a good makings of a team there for yeah. where they play on Sunday. It shouldn't be too different to that, I would think. I mean, he hasn't got that many options. That's it's it. Such and, a small squad. And I think QPR um, haven't had too much of a, a look at their squad, but. You know they're they're on the edge of the playoff race now. They're only um yeah, they're only four points off the playoffs, so he's probably got, knows he'll like, he'll have one eye on that. Yeah. I don't think he'll put his strongest team Absolutely. out. Um, you know, and they gave Leeds unbeaten in the five matches since losing to Leeds as well. Yeah, well, and they gave Leeds a good go, didn't they on that yeah, game? Really so did. um no no pushovers. I mean, I mean the one thing is I guess Leeds could have, do with avoiding a replay. Oh, yeah, um, we, don't, we don't want a replay. <laughs> that's that's all we need please. on a we not, don't need another Wednesday night game. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the J word is is obviously upon us now. We're into January. Yeah. And obviously, transfers is, yes. uh, is 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 the big watchword, isn't it? That's it. January, yeah. Joe. So, I mean, uh, in your mind, I suppose the obvious one is the goalkeeper. That's one that most of us would agree on. 
That, I think is, that is going to happen. If, if Leeds could only make one transfer this year, this that's, uh, that's, January, that's it would position. be a transfer, wouldn't it? I mean, the debate is more who do you go for? Do you go for mm. somebody who can come in um, straight away? Yeah. Replace, replace Peacock Farrell? Yeah. Do you go for someone who's can sort of mentor him, an older keeper perhaps? Yeah. Another younger one who can just sort of a push Rob, him. A Rob Green. A, a Rob Green, yeah. <laughs> I think he's still knocking around at Chelsea, you know. Did he I think retire? he is. Um, so he left Huddersfield for Chelsea, didn't he, he a year talking, ago? I'll just, and I'll just type. You, you look on the Google machine. Um, but it, it, it's interesting, whether, you know, because obviously they brought Jamal Blackman in. He's in still, the at summer. Chelsea, he's still at Chelsea, Rob Green. He's still an active footballer. God, he's done well there, hasn't he? Because <laughs> he only went to Chelsea in the summer. I thought it was the summer before. During the year, yeah. He was still at Huddersfield last season. Yeah, so he's still an active. You never know. Strange things have happened. Yeah, they but, certainly uh, have. <laughs> I'd be quite surprised at that. So you're right. I mean, you, you are looking mm. at either you know somebody. I mean, from what we read, somebody like Barlow is somebody who'd come in and immediately replace Bailey. He's not coming you'd in think to, so. to be yeah. a Jamal Blackman figure. Yeah. So you're looking at that, or you look like you say you're looking at an aging goalkeeper to mentor yeah. be from maybe on the bench, or there is the Jamal Blackman where it's mm. almost fifty-fifty. They're just yeah. going at it, two young keepers. Yeah, and it's. Um, I mean, would it be harsh to, to, to drop Peacock Farrell? As, as I was saying before, there's, there's so many circumstances behind this, this run of form and people who aren't really remembering what he's doing well, you know, the, he's, well, yeah. the way he's playing the ball out, it's, you know, it's integral to, so it to was... how the team plays and he does a lot of organising back there. If you, if you watch him, you know, he's, he's instructing his full-backs all the time. It'd be quite hard for someone just to come in straight away and, and get this team. I remember when we saw Jamal Blackman in the Carabao Cup, obviously he only played a couple of games um, was obviously on the brink of, of coming yes. into the championship yeah. when, he, when he got injured but these are the things he struggled with in this team you know he was, he was slightly off the pace with his passing uh, things weren't clicking at the back and if they don't click at the back they don't build forwards mm. and you don't see Leeds playing the way they want to play mm. and can they afford to bed a goalkeeper in for you know two three four weeks this is the issue while Bailey's there you know and he, and he can play this style so I think for all those you know, you know sort of screaming for a new goalkeeper uh, to come in this could be one of one of the effects if if they do just choose to uh, to ditch Bailey, which which would be a shame because he's, you know, he's a very he's a good promising young keeper, isn't he? Well, like you say, I mean, they they waited so long to put Blackman in because basically Bielsa mm. wanted to get him in, sort of bedded in and integrated in, and knowing how Bielsa wanted his goalkeepers to play. And I think it, it was it was the West Brom game, wasn't it, where Bielsa had mm. said, look, if Blackman had stayed fit. He was he was coming in against Bristol City, whether, whether Bailey was fit or not, and obviously as it turned out, Bailey was injured as well. But it's, it's interesting you mentioned that. I mean, Huffer kept the clean sheet against Bristol City, but then after that, you know, you got Leeds one 0 against Reading, Leeds one 0 against Sheffield United, Leeds two mm. one against QPR, Leeds one 0 against Bolton. Bailey's only conceded one in four there before this Christmas madness. Yeah. You know, so we, yeah. there has been some some form of a response from Bailey. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Um, it's the only thing I wonder with Bailey is and his mental state sometimes because mm. we've certainly seen that um, Heckenbottom last season said when he when he came in to the job he sat Bailey down and had this chat yeah, about, him, about right. how he's going to have to work with him you know right, yeah. we've seen him have this bad spell at, at York on loan yeah, um, earlier dreadful. last season you know but I think is, is he one of these goalkeepers that needs to just sort of constantly you know need to be sort of have that focus put back into him yeah. you know and, and perhaps even just bringing someone for him to compete with so mm. you know someone sort of on a par with him will just be the thing that makes him just drill down and, and focus a bit more. You've watched the Championship a bit longer than I have, Joe, but do, do you get the impression that that, that that goalkeeper position is the sort of, you know, if they did bring in, you know, a real, a, a name, let's call yeah. it a name. Like Tom Heaton, for instance. That is like the that. sort of position that comes in and wins you promotion. You know, you look back and in, and in time you say, wow, that six-month loan deal with that goalkeeper, I mean, they just came in and we just did not concede. We looked so solid, we looked really experienced, we were really calm. 
And you know, from from what I'm, I'm hearing from Leeds fans, is they've been burned by January yeah. for, for most years in the past yeah. fifteen. You know, it, feel, it, it feels yeah. like there's been a lot of false dawns where they've let things slip because of January. Well, we we put a piece up um, comparing the last few transfer windows. Yeah, um, that's right. We'll, yeah. we'll put it out again and. You, you look. I think I went back to uh, it was when they got promoted into back into the championship, so um, a good sort of eight years, whatever. And there's not not many good transfer windows one, there. I think, I think there, was, there was one. There was one that window. you could say was all right. Last last year's was all right. Yeah, for sure. Roberts, um, some good youngsters like Halme and everything. Mm. Um, but there's also some misses now. There's Idiguchi, Debock, oh. you know, and they're nowhere to be seen these days. Um, well, you're a, you're a Leeds fan as well, Jeremy. Are you mm. worried about January? If you put your fan hat on, do you feel, do, are you concerned that the other teams who we know are going to spend good money are going to close that gap and then go beyond? There these? is that concern, but it's so hard to get it right, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you, you can you can throw money. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit like you know, look at what Stoke did in the summer. They spent thirty million pounds. Yeah. They didn't it's get it right, them, did they? Nowhere, yeah. You know, and when you sign to in January, you've got even less time to sort yeah. it. You haven't got a pre-season to bed them in. You probably. I'm generalising here, but you're going to be signing perhaps somebody who's out of favour mm. at a Premier League club if yeah. you're spending money. They're available for a reason. Exactly, yeah. You know, teams aren't going to let them go unless you know it's damaged goods yeah. as such. Or so, huge money. Yeah, and, and like you yeah. say, then there's the risk of throwing a lot of money at somebody. Yeah, that doesn't, doesn't do there's, there's huge money. There's old players as well. You know, the Jermaine Defoe rumours won't really go away. Um, he's on a hundred grand a week. It's just not. It's just not realistic. <laughs> it's, is it? uh, yeah. we, obviously, we don't know how much money Leeds have got to spend this summer, but I don't know this winter. Sorry, and. I don't think obviously there'd be no sort of deal where they paid the full wages but no, no. even to pay 25% of the wages that's 25 grand a week you know <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a lot of money you've got to wonder Leeds spent plenty of money in the summer got a bit back from Vieira obviously mm. but there can't be too much left in the kitty once you've, you've paid for Bielsa and all the staff so but surely you're thinking you know if, if you were to say you know Looking ahead to the summer, you want the, you want to save the money for then, don't you? I mean, let, let's so. say you do get promoted, mm. you want to be in a strong yeah. position as you can be, don't you? I mean, if you don't, you want to. Well, exactly, you don't want to yeah, be falling you, you, flat on your face next year and exactly. finishing mid-table again. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's a, a lot of sense to why Bielsa is saying he doesn't want to bring in too many new Unless players. Unless they are five-star yeah. quality, I think it's very much going to be sort of like an opportunity-based transfer yeah. window. Um, Angus Kinnear wrote about it in the program notes before mm. uh, I think it was the Blackburn game on Boxing Day. Yeah, I think that's right. And. Um, you know, he spoke about the players coming back from injury, like a new signing. That's one of a football fan's you know least favourite cliches, yeah. but it's pretty true. You know, <laughs> if you add Berardi and Cooper to this team, yeah. Bamford, you know, it's um, it's helping. Izzy Brown, of course. Fingers crossed, we we do get to see a fair shout with him. He's um, the big hope. I know. I know. I think aside from Bailey, Peacock, Farrell, and the goalkeeper position, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of us do agree on, because Jamal's gone, there's there's a clear space there to be yeah. filled. I think the other one is obviously Saez has gone. Yeah, exactly. And that is the one that a lot of fans are talking about, saying we need to replace yeah. this guy. What do we do if Pablo gets injured? And I think know, after, where's the creativity coming from? Certainly after Hull was the first game since Saez's departure was confirmed. So they how many played four or five games. Um, that was the first one where where people have said, are we are we missing Saez? Because mm. it was that sort of lack of it's inspiration. An easy, it's, it's an easy if sort of if Pablo's to the problem, yeah, isn't it? If, Saiz has gone, therefore we're struggling. If Pablo's not on on song, which he's he's not going to be every week, you yeah. know, he's thirty three. Yeah, no, and it's such a tough division. He's human, yeah, he's human. Um, there isn't a whole lot of creativity. Um, we just see a bit of Tyler Roberts in that role, and he, he offered a bit, but Izzy Brown is the big hope. But Izzy he? Brown, yeah, that, um, the people at the club are saying, you know. Mm. Unless we get this 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 big name that they're looking at and, and, and possibly eyeing up, Izzy Brown is a guy they are all really hoping. That's it, yeah. Be- before we you had this sort of second this this little setback, they were all saying you know w- there is a lot of hope in the corridors at Ellen Road that, that Izzy Brown is the man and that he will come good eventually. But 
this is one setback. Are we going to have another setback when he when he tries to play more twenty threes football? Well, this, I mean, this he's somebody problem, we might see on Monday, perhaps. That's that's the problem when um when a player comes back from a year out. You know, it's not just the the knee injury or whatever has kept no. them out. It, it's you know, it's getting your body used, to, used to playing football again, and especially this this style that the Leeds play. Uh, I think they said he would, he'd be out for three or four weeks with this problem, mm. and that was what that was um, December seventeenth. I think he got injured. So it's, it's definitely longer than they initially said. I think it, yeah, the, the initial. Um, diagnosis was a tight hamstring, but then Bielsa went on yeah. the record a few days later and said, "Look, it's more than that. Yeah. It's a bit more serious. We're looking at, at twice as long as everybody said." Yeah, so um, you know, a, a conservative estimate is he's back sort of Mid- second half of January, yeah. perhaps, perhaps the Stoke game. And, but, that, and that's, I mean, that's twenty threes though. I mean, he's going to have to be yeah. back to twenty threes first. Yeah. He, he, it's not like he was ready to play first team football. He was behind Bamford. Yeah, and you, and, and then you just worry because say you're into the middle of February and he's not. Playing full ninety minutes, yeah. After the Facebook on the Facebook live on um, at Forest on New Year's Day, you know, I said this. I said, you know, I don't think we're going to see Izzy Brown in the first team until you know mid February at the earliest. I mean, yeah. this, this guy is going to need time. Bielsa is is a cautious man. He is. He is. Um, I mean, your argument there is the next busy stretch of the season is like the Easter time. Yeah. Perhaps he can make a difference there. But this is a guy they signed on loan in August. And then you say, exactly. Well, why yeah. did you? I know. I know they have said, you know, we're not paying wages until he plays, but you know. It's, yeah, there's no huge risk, but the, the only risk does is... Does it become a complete waste of time? Yeah, the, the only risk is what you're missing out on, isn't it? Yeah. By not looking at other play people. But but as we were saying, it's you know who, who do you get in January? It's, well, alternatives, I mean, I suppose the big name we can all talk about is is Jared Bowen was linked by the BBC, which you know is a reputable organisation. BBC mm. Humberside said there was something in that. We've mm. been told that that's not the case. Yeah. The, the club, like any other club in the top two divisions, likes Jared Bowen. He's a yeah. young up-and-coming player People who's got a great about record him. but he's at Hull he's under contract they're not going to accept anything less than 10 million if they sell at all in January yeah. and Leeds you know they like Bowen but there is nothing anything like an imminent bid you know yeah it, it really it would I think they would take quite a few changes for that for that to change but as, yeah. as we understand there's, there's Premier League clubs interested as well mm. clubs that would play Bowen in the Premier League You'd have to think they they are ahead of providing they stay in the Premier League. They yeah. are ahead of Leeds in the, in the pecking order if it did come mm. to some kind of bidding war. So, I don't think Bowen is is one that people should be hanging their hats on. <coughs> um, any other positions you would look at? I mean, somebody put put it to me the other day. You know, w- w- what if the worst happens and Janssen gets injured? Yeah, that's all I was Coop, saying. Cooper Cent- and Brady is... keep having these little niggles. Then suddenly you're left with Phillips and Halme. Yeah, and you're trying to win the, and you're trying to win the title with Phillips and Halme. Well, that's it. Because I mean, one of the issues for me in the, these last few games, which was kind of being papered over until the two defeats, was Calvin Phillips playing at yeah. the back. I mean, for in terms of you know he's a midfielder before this season, never played in defence. He he was doing a very good job, you Excellent. know, a really yeah. capable deputy. But that he always, I felt there was one moment in every match where you could tell he was a centre back, a centre midfielder yeah. playing at centre back. You know, mm. the free kick he conceded at the end against Blackburn. The, the clearance towards the for the goal at Hull, you know these are mistakes that that will get punished and in this a league. red card and a red card. Yeah. So we all want to see him back in midfield. I think I think there's oh, been yeah. a, a massive growing feeling the last few weeks. The hope is Cooper can return, yeah. go back to Cooper and Pontus at the back, and yeah. then we can get Calvin back in um, just in front of the back four. Where he did because if we forget how well he played, because you know, it's been a few weeks since he was there. You know he was one of the one of the, the championship's best players. I think oh, yeah. in, in that position, and um, you know what you. What you gain from being able to put him in at the back, you lose more so, I think, by not being able to put him in midfield. So, mm. um, either way, we're not going to see him for three games anyway. No, um, he's obviously he's going to be banned for QPR. QPR then... rotation <clears throat> side, which we just discussed, which is a bit of a 
a breather, if you like. When you're looking at those huge games against Derby and Stoke, mass, yeah. massive matches, yeah. just to just to see if Leeds can get back onto that winning trail. That's it. How, how do you approach? Let's say the Derby game first. How do you approach that without Phillips? Without Phillips, um, well, I mean, we cross our fingers that Cooper's Cooper, back. I yeah, think. Um, otherwise, it's probably going to be Halme. I'd, I'd have thought coming back in there, um, unless he does choose to play Ailing in the middle, but. That's He's, what I'd go with. Yeah, but I mean, there, was, there seemed to be a real opportunity to play Ailing in the middle the last couple of weeks, mm. um, especially if Ailing's not at full fitness. You know, he's been he's been subbed off. You know, if he's going playing centre back, he's he's not going to have to run as much as he if, does on the flank. If, if you're forced to play a young player, you know, do you, do you, it's, it's a toss up between Shackleton and Alme virtually, isn't it? Mm, I think so. I know the Shackleton yeah. option then puts Ailing a bit out of position. So do you say, well, let's have Ailing in his optimum position? Yeah. Stick Halme in his optimum position, and then everybody's sort of happy. I mean, there's or do no you round think pegs and square holes. Shackleton, I, I really like Shackleton at right back. I really do. Yeah, I, I think he's been good. I. I Always up for seeing more Shackleton, to be honest, yeah, this season, really the way he's played. Me. But and, and perhaps, you know, there's scope to play him in midfield. Um, mm. I'm not sure, we haven't seen him playing that sort of Phillips role in, in front of the back. Do you I'm think not, he's got the passing range or the, the confidence, maybe, to sort of to really pull the strings in? Yeah, a, I'm, I'm not convinced he, whole game. he does. Um, that's a problem because Forshaw has been a bit hit and miss for me. Yeah. I prefer Forshaw a bit further forward yeah, than there. Absolutely. Klitsch as well. You know, he's, he's not naturally suited to that. So it does, yeah, it's a bit of a question mark. Bielsa famously said at the start of the season, you know, Phillips is somebody yeah. who's not easily replaced. You know, yeah. he was well aware that once Vieira had gone, yeah. you know, Bielsa's not one to rock the boat, he's not one to criticise Victor or Tura but, you know, he said, he, he, at that stage he was well mm. aware this could be a problem at some stage. Yeah. You know, Phillips is my man at half-back, you know, the defensive midfielder, and if he goes anywhere, there's no obvious clear, because even yeah. Baker can't really do that wrong, I mean, there's, there's no clear yeah. replacement, and he was aware of that then. So, yeah, I think we're stuck a bit, aren't we, in that position? I mean, I think mm. that the rest of them it is, like you say, square mm. pegs and round holes. Yeah. Um, but there's some, some tough games as well coming up, isn't there? So Derby and Stoke. They all, they um, all seem sort of double-headers, don't they? You have yeah, maybe that's a, it. A, You'll a rest, have a respite, a respite so you have Roth- Rotherham, Rotherham after, uh, after Stoke. And then, yeah, Norwich, Norwich Middlesbrough, bang, bang. Um, that's February. That's, then, um, I mean, February uh, the 2nd is Norwich, so... We don't know if they'll still be one and two in the table by then. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 at that stage, you are looking at you know platforms for the for sort of run-ins and sort of the table really you, you, starts to take shape. You're almost it? at the business and end the of the season there. Pressure cooker is turning yeah, on there. You're thinking yeah. if you if you lose those two or you you drop points in both of them or one of them, you know, people are there's yeah. a real microscope on you there. And, your it, you, and you're really relying on other teams to keep dropping yeah. points. They become like, six like pointers, they don't they? Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the top six will, will change drastically week by week when they're all playing each other. I mean, it's, it's easy just to sort of get carried away looking at the fixtures. We were doing that just before we, we mm. pressed record on this and then you got Swansea after that, another tough game. Yeah. QPR, we've, we've spoken about them. Again, that respite, Bolton, but then you've got West Brom, March the 2nd and then a horrible in terms of logistics double header of uh, Bristol City and Reading both away within three days of each other so uh, and then you're going on to the Easter so I mean it, it's going to be tough it's, it's really going to stretch it's the championship isn't it yeah yeah but every team has it hard really there's, there's not really any team that's that's got an easy schedule this is you why know. the championship is what it is you know? yeah. this is why whoever goes up at the championship thoroughly deserves it <laughs> completely yeah yeah so yeah so we've got all that to look forward to um 
It's been quite nice chatting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's good. It's, it's just, we should do this more often, shouldn't we? Yeah, there's, there's, there's something in this podcast. Idea. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's been, it's been, there's, there's, been, there's obviously been so much to talk about and catch up with. Yeah, um, but I mean, I suppose if we're going to round off, I mean, should we generally the season so far? We're just over halfway now. I mean, it, it's, it's gone better than we expected. Isn't oh, completely. It? You have yeah. To say that. I mean, um, last week I was looking at a bit of the sort of the year end stuff. Um, I did a review of the year, which is on you can check out on the website. We'll, again, we'll put that out again. And you forget how much has happened this year and just how different the second half of 2018 was to the first half mm. of 2018. Obviously, me and Baron both started here at Leeds Live in February, didn't yeah. we? Um, mm. At the end of my first week, Thomas Christian got sacked. Christian <laughs> sorry. And then um, what else happened? There was the badge, there was the Myanmar trip, there was Heck and Bottom. Oh, heck and bottom. Uh, it was chaos, really. And then then all of a sudden Bielsa comes in oh, and it couldn't be a different, different sort of six months, could it? Um, Leeds have really massively got their act together I feel does it feel different Joe does it feel different I mean I, I've, I've viewed Leeds from afar in the past and I've always been aware that they've had the odd season where it's like oh this is the year for Leeds yeah you know, how it, it, different does it feel oh, oh massively so um, I can't remember Leeds having a manager that what guy, what a guy everyone gets so behind oh, yeah. I mean you know Gary Monk things were stirring under Gary Monk the season he had here yeah yeah um, they're in the playoff spots for mo- most of most that people season. felt that second season he might have really yeah done something. but that but obviously they fell away at the end there mm. um but I think this is this is the first year that, that Leeds fans are sort of daring to dream you know <laughs> the, the Christmas stat is just remarkable isn't yeah, it I mean it, yeah. they, if they don't go up it really would be the exception to the rule it would it would and it would um I mean lots of people in the back of their head go oh god this will, be, this will be the team that does it. Leeds, you always get goosebumps talking about it. Don't you? I mean, like you, <laughs> you do. You, you, yeah. you do you, it's, it's hard it's, not it's, to it's, let the mind run away. It's the hope that kills you. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's, it is. Daring to think it might actually um, happen this year. But even if you know, because I think the last two games have brought a lot of fans down to earth. Yes. You know, they, they were thinking it was going to be perhaps a bit of a procession. You know, yeah. we're just going to score late goals every week and, and yeah, win these it, thrilling comebacks. Yeah. Um, bit of a real, reality check, which isn't the worst thing in the world, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a stressful. Five I mean, he's, he's dealt with May. injuries. He's dealt with suspensions. He's had a transfer yeah. window. We're about to have another one. The, the one thing he hasn't dealt with yet is the mm-hmm. fatigue and things. I think yeah. it's just n- none of us come. know is what's going to happen yeah. in March and April when when the minutes really do start adding. Yeah, up. yeah. I mean, we just got to hope, haven't we? That, we, that we, he is. He knows what he's doing when it comes to spring <laughs> because he was well documented in arguably his best season in club management was Bill Bow, wasn't it? You mm, know, when they tore yeah. United apart on their own patch and. That season spectacularly fell away, didn't it, for Bilbao? But they had a couple of cup runs in there. The so, yes. Yeah, there's yeah. more games than usual. You know, but but yeah, but we'll see, won't we? It's, um, what, it's would you, what would you take on Sunday? A nice, we'll a nice Sunday. calm one nil loss. I mean, you no, you never want you want to win. You don't never you? you want the team to lose. Yeah. But um, if if they were to go crashing out of the FA Cup by a, a single goal, I think a lot of fans You'd would be able to keep that quickly. in perspective, wouldn't they? Yeah. I think um, it's unlikely they're going to win the FA Cup <laughs> if you look at the bookies' odds. Um, nice little fourth round tie with uh, with a certain team over the Pennines would be all yeah, right. Yeah, well, that, that was sort of that was my dream. Um, for the third round for the third round was yeah, perhaps a nice yeah home clash against uh, one of the big boys. Um, I mean, we're recording to you on the ninth anniversary of uh, of course we are yeah. Leeds v Man United. Happy not to talk Jermaine um, Beckford Day. Jermaine Beckford Day, yeah. So um, yeah, it'd always be nice to do that again. I think yeah, Leeds probably fancy that as well. Give, give Man United a good go with, 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 the, with the new Man United of course with, that's uh, true with yeah with Solskjaer they're yeah. looking a little bit tasty yeah, they? yeah they've, they've perked up a little bit but um, Agent Jose out there but, uh, <laughs> but yeah it wouldn't be the end of the world I think if, if they came out and I think that's a realistic opinion yeah. from most fans but 
I'm sure Bielsa wouldn't agree with that. So no, I'd be interested to see what he says. I mean, stay it's going to be interesting that. tomorrow. I mean, yeah, obviously the, the podcast should reach by the Thursday night or Friday morning. So keep an eye out for uh, for the press conference coverage, and we'll see what Bielsa makes of the FA Cup. And we'll probably get no one Bielsa is a bit of an open book. He might yeah. give us the full eleven. Yeah, probably will actually. Open yeah. <laughs> Bielsa, yeah, we'll be live blogging that on um, leeds-live.co.uk and and bring you that plenty there. We'll both be there tomorrow at Thorpe Arch. Um, it should be a good one. And then yeah, we'll be. Uh, Baron, you're going down to Loftus Road on yeah, Loftus Road uh, on, on, Sunday. on Sunday, and then Monday will be at um, uh, Hull City for the 23s, 23s. Yeah. and then yeah. it's Derby on Friday. So it's so yeah, just well, the, the festive uh, period, but it's still thick and but fast. We've still got three matches in yeah. five days. Yeah, <laughs> all good fun though. Oh yeah, excellent. That's why we do the job. Love it. So we'll um, try and keep this up regularly, won't we? We'll we try will. and sort of fix on a day so you guys can sort of have some sort of Absolutely. routine to your your weekly podcast life. Yeah, please do. Cool. All right, and in the meantime, um, if you want to uh, rate and review us, please be nice. We won't go away for that often. Mm. <laughs> um, that'd be grand. Obviously, um, check us out on um, leads-live.co.uk. Have a look at the Facebook page as well. You'll get our Facebook Lives every after every game. We'll, we'll go on there and, uh, and discuss the game and answer your questions on there. So that's a really good sort of interactive one. Um, but otherwise, cheers for, uh, cheers for stopping by, Baron. Yeah, thank you very much, Joe. It's been an absolute pleasure. Pleasure. Cool. And we will speak to you soon. Okay, thanks for listening. <laughs>